Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Talkin' Schmodown. This is episode number 46, and it is a good one. Uh, there's some great matches this past week. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, Star Wars, a couple of inner geekdom matches. It's gonna be a hell of a time talking about it. I'm so excited, and I hope you guys are too. Uh, you know, before, though, I get into all the matches and everything, um, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, I kind of was going to apologize, I guess, that, you know, coming to you a little bit late this week, I had some stuff go down, uh, some family tragedy kind of stuff happened, so uh, I had to push the episode uh, this week. Originally, like, I, I wanted to, you know, do all these on Saturdays, uh, I had some stuff come up, and then on Sunday, I was hoping to maybe get, be able to get it out on Sunday, but that wasn't able, uh, and... So, but here we are. We're here on Monday, and uh, I'm excited. Uh, I guess uh, I'm going to be going back to back with, uh, with another podcast, so I apologize, guys. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's not my typical, typical day. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really excited to, to get into everything about what happened last week in the Schmodown. I know we had Ken, Ken Knapsack versus uh, Ace Cabrera, which is a great Star Wars match. Uh, then we had uh, Alex Damon versus Jen Kemp. And Janine the Machine versus John Humphrey. Good, solid stuff, and I'm super, super pumped to talk about it. Uh, but before I get into the matches, uh, Christian Harloff on, uh, I think it was on Thursday's episode of SEN Live, had, a, gave a big announcement about the uh, future of the singles division, I guess you could say, uh, and that there's going to be a 36-player singles tournament. Uh, it's being planned, and it is going to lead into uh, this year's uh, Schmodown Spectacular on December 6th of 2020. So that's going to be a hell of a back half of the year for the Schmodown. I am pumped to see who all these 36 competitors wind up being. It's going to be a massive bracket, and I am excited to uh, get that bracket and break it down for you guys. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about uh, Schmodown Backstage. Uh, you know, so... You know, every week they have Schmodown backstage. You got John Roca, you got Ben Bateman. Two fantastic guys. Uh, I, I love both of them. And I'm so happy that they are. I, I talked about this last week. I'm thrilled that they are the ones hosting this show now. Um, ever since uh, I started watching the Schmodown and, and, and kind of wanting to know more about it. And like I talked about last week, how, you know, falling in love with Inside Schmodown with Ken Napsack and wanting it to be more. And then when they planned it to be more and it never happened, uh, I, I was bummed. But then, you know, when Schmodown Backstage happened, when the SN uh, Network happened, man, they brought something special. And I loved Harloff as, as the host, but I think that John and Ben really bring something special as a duo hosting uh, the, this whole show. And they bring on some great guests uh, and this week was no different. They had both Molly and Alex Damon. Uh, they had Brandon the Hitman Hannah. They had Joseph Scrimshaw on there. And, of course, uh, Ben Goddard, who uh, I believe he's, he, like, moderates the, the chat. And so he's, like, always there and he likes to pop in. So uh, and he's he's always fantastic to have on the show. Um, they talked about a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, Molly talked a lot about, you know, about her match that she had, uh, some of the challenges that went down during that match, how she didn't really care for all that stuff, but, uh, you know, that, that's that's the game, unfortunately, when it comes to that. Um, and she even talked a little bit about not, well, how she didn't want to be uh, in a faction with her husband, Alex, and uh, how she was glad that it kind of shook out that way where they were they were on different sides, because she really wants to go head-to-head with him for the title, and I think she's got a damn good shot at it. Uh, John went on a bit to talk about um, how... It could take you up to a year, really, to break in to championship level to the inner geekdom. And I, I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit on that. Now, you know, when, when you say, you know, it, it could take you a year, realistically, what you're talking about is somebody who has not a lot of, you know, inner geekdom. Because I don't, I have, I do not believe for one second that somebody who knows, uh, who's really into this kind of, kind of world, um, would take them a year to, to, to be at championship level. You know, now obviously if they're not currently studying, it's going to take time. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see it taking a year, but if you have somebody like, let's say a Jeff Snyder, he's not, he doesn't like this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, now if he decided randomly that he's like, you know what, 
I want to dominate another division. And he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to actually try. I'm going to put my, my opinions about the, the genres aside and I'm actually going to try inner geekdom. I think a guy like him, that could take that solid year. So I think it's, those are the kinds of players that, that when Roka says a year, I think that's what you're talking about, really. Otherwise, you know, I think six months and you're, and you're probably good to go. Really, I do. Because uh, you also, a big part of it is that gameplay. You could have all the knowledge in the world. But being under the lights and, and being in the match itself and understanding the gameplay, that's a big, a big part of it. And we've seen that with a lot of great competitors, great knowledgeable competitors. But when they get into their matches, they make s- simple mistakes or they get nervous under the lights and things like that. So it's a lot more than just about the knowledge and the prep. It's about being in there and having that experience as well. Now, yes, I, I've never had that experience, but I can tell you what, I guarantee you, if I were to be in there, I probably wouldn't do uh, as well as I do just sitting on my couch, you know, and that's just, that's just the way it is, you know, and anybody who tries to tell you different, they're blowing smoke up your ass. I, I, I firmly believe that. Um, so we also, like I said, uh, Brandon Hannah came on the show, you know, continuing to be his, his, his arrogant ass clown self as usual. Um, <laughs> I, I, I so hope that he is not this person in real life because I, I don't see how anybody would be able to stand him if that was the case. I don't, I don't believe that he is. I, from what I have heard, um, like outside of that, he's actually a real cool dude, but yeah, he's, <laughs> this, this character that he's putting on throughout the last few weeks, man, he's pushing some buttons and, uh, we'll get into that a bit more, um, during the, uh, the Star Wars match. Uh, he shows up there and uh, I'll be talking a bit more about him there. Uh, and then, uh, Joseph Scrimshaw, man, this dude, he seems like a real cool guy. I like the kind of dude who you could just hang out with, chill out, and just just watch some Star Wars. Sure, why not? I you know, I think he seems like a real cool dude. I I totally hang out with him. So yeah, I mean, really, that was that was the the that was backstage for you. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of like groundbreaking stuff on there, but I mean, that's that's not what I'm not. I don't expect that all the time, really. Um, I just expect him to kind of dive into things, talk to people, and just have an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's two hours and. Maybe I didn't pull that much out of it, but it was an entertaining watch nonetheless. And I, I love, I love watching. If you guys haven't, aren't watching the uh, on backstage, I, I highly recommend it. All right, so we are going to get into our first match, and that is Ken Napsok versus Andres Cabrera, the Pit Boss versus the Squad Leader Ace. That is right. Uh, in a uh, Star Wars round one tournament match. I am so excited to talk about this one. Uh, I was, I'll be honest, I was actually really looking forward to this one because, uh, finally getting to see Ken back in action. Uh, I mean, it's been a while. You know, he's a former champion. You know, this dude is a legend. I know that, you know, during this, Christian slipped and said, you know, called him a former legend. He didn't mean to, but, uh, I love how Ken runs with that during it, but, he he is a legend, you know, and no matter what happened in this match, he deserves all the respect in the world. All right, so let's start getting into some stuff here. All right, so prior to this match, Brandon Hanna put out uh, this promo announcing his desire to take over as uh, manager of the Burning Droogs. Um, he said that he could manage Ken to a victory, but he still made the whole thing about himself and and to to his own right that hey good for you 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 want to play that part you're doing a job whether it's a good job or not it's a job um but uh th- when when i saw this promo it got me thinking at the beginning of the season or heck i i feel like at the end of even last season when they were first when they were talking about the fact that they were managers, but I know at the beginning of the season, when Robert Meyer Burnett had that match against uh, Andrew Guy, 
there was this a whole lot of talk about, well, if, you know, the whole thing was supposed to be, if you're a manager, you are not competing. End of story. The only reason was because it was, it was a special stipulation that, uh, uh, that Ben got to choose whoever it was. Didn't, you know, that, that's just the way it was. And so that's why he had the uh, ability to play that match. So it got me thinking if, if, if Brandon Hanna really wants to take over as the manager, then it's only fair that he no longer gets to compete. I mean, that was the rule and that's how it should be. He shouldn't, he shouldn't, it shouldn't be an, an exception made for Brandon Hanna. It just, there just shouldn't. If he wants to actually be the manager of the burning droogs, then he needs to say, I am willing to step back from competition. And that's it. Otherwise, they need to find somebody else. And that is why I personally think it should be Ken. I don't know if Ken wants anything to actually do with the Shimoda anymore. I, I don't know. But I think he would be good. I mean, I, I loved him as a manager before. Um, and so I think it would be actually awesome to see him take over as manager here. And then you could kind of play on that kind of like heat and back and forth between him and Hannah, and that friction there, you know, because, you know, Hannah trying to take over and the way he treats Ken in this match, you, you, you know, you, if you watched this match, you saw he treats Ken like shit. He, he plays up the, the asshole that he, that he's doing and he plays it up hard and, and treats Ken like garbage. So if Ken all of a sudden usurps him in the, you know, in the power rankings of this, of this, uh, of this faction, I think it could be a fascinating, uh, kind of dynamic between the two. So I, I, I would love to see it be, uh, be Ken taking over there. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like, cause you know, Ken, Ken's not going to compete anymore. So, so it wouldn't matter. But if they allowed Brandon Hanna to be the manager, and still compete, that just doesn't seem fair to me. I, I don't know. You know, it, from, that was the whole, it was a big thing at the beginning of the season that a manager cannot play. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't actually think that Hannah will, will actually be the manager. Um, but I guess we'll have to see. Uh, so, you know, we got into round one and, uh, they actually have a countdown timer now, which I think is, kind of awesome you don't see it in either of the other two matches because they were all filmed prior to this but and since these ones are live you know you actually got to see this they have that 15 second countdown uh, clock and, and christian still <laughs> couldn't follow the time a few a few times on it and he would like go over it a couple times it was kind of funny to watch uh, him getting used to this countdown timer, which he apparently didn't know there was um so i i thought that was cool um you know, Ken, Ken got close quite a few times during this, this first round, you know, it, it was rough for him, but he, he came close. I mean, realistically, it was rough for both of them. Um, seven to six in favor of Ace at the end. I mean, when, when you're in a division like, like Star Wars, and I have said before that I think that the Star Wars division is by far the most elite. I think, um, simply for the fact that you, like, with the inner geekdom, yes, you need to know, know a lot more movies, sure, but you, they don't go nearly as deep, as often at least, as deep, uh, as they do with the Star Wars division. It, it's insane. You have, every single player has to be, has to be, championship level every player otherwise you are not going anywhere you know um and like i love both of these guys but i'm just not seeing that right now from i mean like i said ken ken's not he's, he's not he's done he really is um but ace man i hope that he that he kicks it up a notch and gets better but Missing three questions in round one? Mm, that's not good, man. That is not good at all. Uh, so we get into round two. Uh, Ace spins Revenge of the Sith. 
Uh, after a little bit of deliberation, decides to keep it. Now, you see this a lot in the Star Wars division. They, they A lot of times, the players tend not to spin away. Yes, it happens sometimes, but um, a lot of times it doesn't. Because, and, th- and that's that's the whole point. It's with the Star Wars, with these, the majority of the Star Wars players who are great, and most of them are, uh, they don't really have any weaknesses in here. You know, they know all of the stuff. And that's what I think makes it a bit more elite. Um, and I'm sure that there are people who are going to disagree with me, and that's totally fine. I, I welcome some some spirited uh, debate and disagreement. That is totally okay. And as you see, I'm wearing my uh, my Father's Day Dadalorian shirt that I got for Father's Day yesterday. Repping some Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did okay. Ace Ace did okay. He got seven points here. But again, like I said, if you want to be top, upper echelon of Star Wars division here, you can't be making, you know, three points in, in round one, three points in round two. You can't be doing that, man. you got to know this stuff. You can't be missing questions. Uh, he missed one. Luckily for him, there wasn't a steal. But that could have really... That that could have that could have messed them up, you know stuff like that. That can really hurt you. Uh, multiple choice, I guess. Sometimes you do have to go there, but you got to know these answers. I mean, just look at just look at that scrimshaw D Melanta match. They had both had perfect games, not perfect rounds, perfect games, and it came down to sudden death. But they had they did not miss a none neither of them missed a single question in all three other rounds. That's the kind of play, and that's the kind of player that Alex Damon is. You know, I've seen on more than one occasion him get a perfect game. So you got you can't you can't be leaving six points off the table. You know, in those first two rounds, it just have it happen. It just no, it it, it can't happen. Otherwise, you're just not going to make it. Unfortunately, uh, so then. You know, before Ken even gets to spin, you know, Hannah's making it all about himself, you know, and, and essentially talking shit about Ken, and, and it's just not good manager tactic. And this is a big reason why I don't think that Hannah will be a manager. You know, it's like, he's not manager material, not at all. And I'll be honest, Robert Meyer Burnett wasn't really that good of a manager either. Um, So... But I do think Ken would be. He was a great manager before, and I think he would be great now. Um, and the way he's able to kind of kick back at, at Brandon Hanna when he comes at him like this, you know, it, it, it shows me that he could handle whatever Hanna's throwing at him. Uh, if he were, if, if Ken were the manager, he, he could handle it. I, I fully, fully believe that. Uh, so Ken spins Rogue One and decides to keep it. Um, and he does... Just as well as Ace, getting seven points here. Uh, the only difference is, you know, on the question that he missed, Ace actually got the steal here, so he went up another point. So, you know, he was up by one at the end of round one. Now he's up by two, 15 to 13. Uh, Ace taking the lead going into round three. Uh, and I got to say, you know, it keeps happening again. Brandon Hannah just hammering Ken, hammering him over and over and over again. And I gotta say, I'm getting sick of his constant self-praise. Um, there have been plenty of heels in this league. So many of them. And so many talked a big game and have just kind of puffed themselves up. And that's what he's doing here. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's getting under my skin. Um, and he's starting to get what those in the wrestling uh, fan community and business call X-Pac heat. Uh, now, this what this means, it's actual hatred. Not just character hatred, but like actual hatred for the person himself. It's getting to that point, and I see it with a lot of people. Because a lot of people can't distinguish between the two. Luckily, I'm a big wrestling fan. I know the difference. I can I can understand that. But the fact that he's starting to get to even me? Says a lot. Um, now, I don't know if that means he's doing a good job or not. I, I can't, at this point, 
Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess that's what you, your goal is, but you don't, you don't want to push it too far. You know, you don't want to get it to a point where you can't come back, you know, because the thing about the bad guys in, in, in these types of things in wrestling and in this is you still want those certain people who will cheer for the bad guy. You know, you don't want everybody to, to not, you still, you still want to be able to sell the heels merch. That's the whole thing. You know, you still want to do that. I hate for a long, long time. I hated Triple H for a long time. But you know what? I respected the hell out of him. And I still own, like, t-shirts and action figures of that fucking guy. But I hated him for a long, long time. And Brandon Hanna's starting to get there. Or I should say, Brandon Hanna's starting to get past that. and, And get to a point where... I wouldn't buy a Brandon Hanna shirt. Sorry, guy. Uh, you you are talented, and you you played a great match against Salt. But yeah, you did lose. Tw- you know what? Twice against Chandru, three times, whatever it was. Uh, you 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 haven't been able to beat Chandru, and uh, I think that's where it, that's that's the thing. If you can finally do that, maybe maybe you could legitimately talk this big game, but. Until that happens, uh, I think you should tone it down just a notch. Now, for getting into round three, this was just a crazy good round. I, I don't know where these two guys were. You know, they both swept this round, getting all of their questions right. Where the hell were, where the hell was this in rounds one and two? Like, I understand it's only three questions, but still. Where the hell were you guys? Where was this? Where was this fire for rounds one and two? I just, I mean, it, even if Ken had gotten one, they had gotten that that one two point question that he made. I mean, I think he, he went multiple choice on it, but if he'd gotten it as a two point question, bam, he would have won because Ace wouldn't have gotten that. It's it literally one question. If he had gotten it, it without going to multiple choice, would have been a win. And I know you know. What ifs don't do shit, you know what I mean? But it, I don't know. It's uh, it's those little things that you gotta you gotta think about. And I don't know if you know you know Ken didn't study for this. You know, it's, it's not really his bag. He doesn't really go that go for that, and that's fine. You know, he he has said that he's he's kind of wanted out, and that's that's okay. You know, he he understands when he's done. You know, just like just like the Undertaker. Knows when he's when he's ready to go, and and he is. Um, so yeah, you know, with with them both getting every question correct in this round, Ace retained his lead and wins the game twenty five to twenty three. And now he will go on to face Laura Kelly in uh, round two of this tournament. It's uh yeah, I am looking forward to that match for the simple fact that. You know, he he continues to improve, but I want to see, can he improve enough to go toe-to-toe with someone like Laura Kelly, who took the current champion to the max, you know what I mean? So I, I'm excited. I love Laura. She's the one who I'm hoping to see go all the way, though I would not be disappointed with, uh, you know, with like a Molly Damon going fighting against her own husband. I think that would be kind of cool. So this win gives Swag uh, three more points and pushes them up into second place ahead of the Den. They finally have dethroned the Den for second place. This is huge. This is huge. Uh, I mean, it's still a close race, and the Den can still, you know, whenever they get their next match, they can still do it. But this is big, 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 big. Um, So, uh, oh, another thing. Ace is now the first person ever to go 2-0 and in the Star Wars division. Now, plenty of players have won two. Well, I shouldn't say plenty. I think there was actually only uh, a couple um, uh, to win two matches. But none of them have ever won their first two matches. Not even the champion. Champion lost his first match and then has gone undefeated since. And won. He's 5-1, and one, I believe, now. Uh, at least in, you know, in the Star Wars division. Um, but to go 2-0, and that's huge, you know? And if he wins again, then he continues to just be the only undefeated person in the Star Wars in the Star Wars division, and that's that's big. You know, Laura Kelly right now, 
is uh, two and two. And so whoever wins this match, you know, they hit that three. And I think, I'm pretty sure Damon's the only other one who's got three wins. I think Sam Whitworth had two. And I believe he, I think, because, like I said, Alex has five. I think he's the only other one who's got over two. So whoever wins this match will be right up there vying for that. And uh, you never know. They might, they might, they might top that. If they can get all the way to Alex and, and beat him, then there you go. They they may just set a new record and be uh, the new king or queen of the Star Wars division. Now, during the post-interviews, Vanahan again calls Ken a has-been, stoked his own fucking ego. Fuck this guy, man. Like, seriously. Like, he, he, he sits there and he's like, I want to be the manager of the Drews. Nah. No fucking way. You are not a manager. And this is why I truly think that we are going to see Ken Knapsack become the manager of the Droogs. You know, you got Brandon Hanna over here fucking fucking around with him, calling him a has-been, all this other shit. And then to have, and, and vying for that spot. But then to have Ken Knapsack come in and snake that manager spot from him and then be essentially like his boss, you know, I guess, or whatever. I think that would be fascinating, you know, to see what he could do. Um, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how they would play that. Uh, I mean, you don't want to, like, screw over a competitor's legitimate chances at getting a title. Um, but, hey, <laughs> something would be interesting. I'm sure they could, I'm sure Christian, with his writing brain, could come up with something really, really kind of cool with that. And, uh, Laura wound up popping in uh, during the Q and A because uh, with the with the Twitch Star Wars live streams they do a Q and A Q&A with the winners after. Uh, so I think it was like the the last question was the guy had, they brought the guy in for the last question, and before he could ask it, uh, Christian was like, "Oh, hold on, hold on, we got a special guest in the in the studio right now," and he's like, "Okay, I'll bring you right back at," and he, he put the other guy and brought Laura Kelly in, uh, and. She is so, it's like, I talk about how Brandon Hanna, his heel work is getting like X-Pac heat kind of level, like where he's get, he's cutting into like, he's, he's making people legitimately want to hate him. Laura Kelly is a fantastic heel, and I feel like she's doing it all the right ways, where it's like, you want to hate her, but you only, you can't, because she's just... So fucking good and so awesome. I, I don't know. She's one of my favorites. She really is. And heel Laura, that's my favorite Laura. <laughs> so keep that up, uh, Laura Kelly. I, I, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging the hell out of it. That was in that was a great match too. You know, just overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I do think, like I said, um, if you're going to be competitive and and go for a title, you really need. To step up your game, but just as a match, you know, if you're just watching a match, um, I think it was, I think it was a damn good match. It was solid, you know. Um, neither of them like tanked out really. They just didn't perform at what I am calling championship level, and that's where you need to be, unfortunately. But if you're just you know looking for a Star Wars match to watch, it's hey, it's definitely worth it. So, hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SEN After Live, our SEN Live After Show, where we talk about. Well, whatever Christian, Brett, and the rest of the crew talk about and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SEN After Live channel. Talk to you then. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Merc with the Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? 
everyone. This is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's names, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Merkwood the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in that game. <laughs> well, you might. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Alright, so the second match that I'm going to talk about was dropped on YouTube on Thursday, and that is Alex the Demon Damon versus the Mean Queen, Jen Kemp. That's right, so we've got Alex in his second uh, Inner Geekdom match uh, so far, and uh, Jen Kemp making her debut in the Inner Geekdom League, and realistically, Jen is a set, she's essentially a rookie. Um... She technically, she had one match. She was technically in the free-for-all. But I'll be honest, I don't really count that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go against your stats. So, you know, she, this this is realistically her debut match. Um, You know, that that's just the way it is. And, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was, this was good times. You know, this was, like I said, it was, this is Alex Damon's second match. Uh, it follows his TKO win against uh, Emily Rose Jacobson back in March. Um, and it was a solid, this was a solid first round from both of them. Um, but again, you cannot afford to be missing questions like this. Alex Damon knows that. Uh, I mean, it's not like he tried to miss, but Alex Damon knows that, you know, even missing one or two, that can cost you the match. You know, when you have people as good as a Kevin Smets, as good as a Mike Kalinowski, as, as good as a Robert Parker seems to be, or as good as he is touted to be, at least we'll see. Um, once he's had at least a, you know one more match, um, I, I mean you can't, you just can't be missing questions like this. Uh, you know, it's and the round one at eight to seven in favor of Jen. You know what I mean? Like Alex isn't even in the lead here. You know, Alex missed three questions in round one, and that's that's not great. You know. Uh, Inner Geekdom is competitive. It's very competitive. Like I said before, you know, it is right there neck and neck Star Wars. You got Star Wars, in my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, Star Wars is the most elite. And then Inner Geekdom is right there. You know, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta make sure you know all this stuff. Um, And, you know, Jen started off behind. She missed that first question, caught up. They tied, I think, uh, like, uh, it was, I think it was like six to six when they finally tied. Um, so it was like, what, question seven. Um, and then, and then, or something like that, it might have been question eight. And then took the lead in the end, eight to seven, you know, and, and it looked really good for her. I was very excited to see, you know, how, you know, I guess she, you know, I haven't watched her fan league matches, but from what I understand, she's done really well over there. People seem to really like her over there, and that's awesome. I'm glad that she's getting this opportunity. Um, and I do think she has a future here. I really do. But, Things have to, you gotta, there are certain things, okay, so we'll get into round two, and I'll, and I'll kind of, it'll kind of make more sense when I get into round two. There's things you gotta make sure you study. Um, so, we get into round two, Jen defers, and Alex spins heroes and villains. Um, 
I, I don't blame them for spinning away from this because like they say it's it's like mixed bag you know you don't know what you're gonna get it's not worth sticking around to to do it it's not that it would not necessarily be a weakness for him but it's so unpredictable that it's better to try again and if you happen to land on it so be it or if you happen to land on opponent's choice and they give it to you so be it but it's better to spin away and that's what they did and they landed on star trek now, yes, Alex Damon is a, is the Star Wars champion, but this dude fucking knows Star Trek. Like, holy shit. Perfect fucking round, 10 out of 10, taking a nine-point lead. So, Jen needs to get all of her questions in order to even tie. And she could only go to multiple choice once if she even wanted to tie. So, he made it really difficult for her. And I'll be honest. That's one reason why I don't think if I were to ever be in this game, I don't think I would I would play second because the pressure of playing behind. I'm not. I I don't think I would want to have to deal with that. I would just want to answer my questions, get whatever points that I get, and then let the other person worry about having to catch up to me. And then if they catch up to me, then we go into round three, and it it would have been you know that score is the score. You know it is what it is. But, uh, and plus, you have as many possible categories on the board as, as, as you can. But that's just me. I know certain people have, have their own strategies, and that's awesome. And if it works for them, that's great. So, Jen go, well, she didn't go up, but Jen spins, uh, Wizarding World, and she sticks with it. Now, I don't know if this is something that she's just, she just thinks that she's great at, and hey, that's fine. Maybe any, in any other day, uh, maybe she'd get it, she'd knock it out of the park with a 10 out of 10 in this category. I don't know. But it didn't happen here. She had a little bit of a rougher round, getting uh, only seven points. She had to go to multiple choice twice and missed one of them. Uh, and Damon stole that one. So he not, not only was he already up by two points, or would have been already up by two points, with the steal, it puts him up three points here ahead of Jen coming out around to 18 to 15. Uh, Alex regains that lead that he had early in round one. And, you know, it, it's tough to come. Even even a, a three-point deficit can be tough in round three. It just can. Um, Jen missed her two-pointer. Um, now, I, I want to talk about this, this two-point question for, for Jen Kemp. Um, I'm positive that she misunderstood the question and rightfully, like rightfully misunderstood this question. Now the question was, was uh, what was the fourth MCU film to be released in theaters directly after Iron Man 2? That's how it was read. Now, I think it should have been read. What was the fourth MCU movie to be released in theaters? There's a pause. Directly after Iron Man 2. It might have made more sense. I don't know. Honestly, I just think that directly after Iron Man 2 part should have fucking been gone. The question just should be, what was the fourth MCU movie to be released in theaters? Bam. End of fucking question. Uh, I think that Jen or Sam should have challenged this. They should have challenged the wording of this question because obviously she was thinking, what was that fourth film after Iron Man 2? The fourth film to come directly after Iron Man 2, which I get because she answers Iron Man 3, and that is what the fourth film after Iron Man 2 is. So she obviously misunderstood the question, but too much information in the question muddied it up. You know, having that extra directly after Iron Man 2 thing, first off, why do you need that? You know, that just makes it easier, in my opinion. If you're going to say, what's the fourth what was the fourth MCU movie to be released in theaters? Okay, so you just you just go through it. Okay, uh, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor. Okay, boom, you land on Thor. There you go. But when you add this extra directly after Iron Man 2, first off, if you're like, okay, well, okay, Iron Man 2, the next one was Thor. So you're already giving the person who's getting the question, like, kind of a like a, a little boost in it, you know what I mean? You're giving them, giving them help. And I just, I think that I, I did not like this question at all. Um, 
and this they would have been tied and instead of you know so okay so Jen was not able to answer her five pointer okay she 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 missed her uh three or no she gets she gets her three wow I'm just this this whole two point question thing is just kind of bothering me oh and there was one other thing I remember um after the question she has like a like they give the answer she has like this puzzled look on her face and then you see the camera cuts so like something happened in that space uh, i'm curious if there was some sort of questioning of the the question if they were almost going to challenge and didn't i don't know and i i want to know what happened there you know was there a potential challenge and they just cut all of it out um just just to clean up the episode i i don't know uh, but i I want to know what happened there because this question, I think that end of the question needs to be chopped off. It shouldn't be there. You know, it, you know, so Jen gets her three pointer, Alex gets his two. And at, at this point it's down to Jen's five. And right now the score is 20 to 18. But if she had gotten that two point question at this point in the game, it would be tied 20 to 20. All right. And then she would, she misses her five. So it would force Alex to have to answer his three and five. Now, he might get them, but he might not. You know what I mean? Like, he might not have gotten his three and five. You don't, we will never know. Okay. He, he missed questions in round one. So it's possible that he would miss a three pointer and a five pointer. Who knows? But we will never know. And theoretically, this could have been a very different outcome. But they didn't challenge, and I, I mean, at least as far as I know, because we didn't see what happened in that cut. Um, I do, I, I really, really wish that they had challenged and, and, and really, because I think it's legitimate. And if they had challenged and it had been not upheld, I would have fucking, I would have been throwing chairs. I would have not been happy about that. But it is what it is. That, that's the game. And I do think that Jen played. A solid match, and I'd love to see her back in action sometime, you know? Alex wins 20-18, to 18, you know, it's a de- deserved win. He played well. He crushed that second round, got a steal off of Jen. So he deserves, you know, it, he did great. And I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Alex. He did fantastic. And again, he very well might have answered his three and or five point question. He very well might have. Um, but I guess we'll never know. So... Alex's win is a three-point pickup for the Rockstars. Much needed. Roxy has not been doing great this season, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, hopefully, uh, she'll, hopefully when we get into the, the singles stuff and, and, and any sort of team stuff that I hope that they'll be doing. I don't, I don't know if they'll be doing teams. Um, doing teams on StreamYard might be difficult. I don't know. Um, cause I'm not sure if you can go more than six people on StreamYard. Um, and you would kind of have to, I think, because you would have Mark and Ken, and then you would have the six, like the, the, the six team players, but, and then, then how would you confer? Like, yeah, I, I just, I don't see it as being possible, uh, to do teams this way. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way. Um, but if there is, I'm sure Christian will find it. Uh, so that was the end of the uh, of that match, and so we're going to get into the final match of the, of this week, and that was Janine the Machine versus John the Mad Hatter Humphrey. Now, John, you know, he comes from uh, the Real Rejects with Greg Elba, who we saw do a fantastic inner geekdom match uh recently and these two guys i i they they blew me away you know with the sheer ability that they have like we've seen them do some good stuff in the in in the uh you know teams division you know we saw john become the mvp of uh i think it was the first free-for-all but you know they kind of fizzled out in, in their career but Man, these guys are solid in Inner Geekdom. And if they ever had an Inner Geekdom team division, I mean, they've done an Inner Geekdom team match before with the Force Bros. And, uh, I think it was then it was, it was the Campia and 
somebody else. I'll be honest, I can't even remember who it was, but it was uh, Sam Witwer and, and, and uh, Freddie Prince Jr. versus Campia and somebody else. Um, and it was good stuff, man. It was, you know, they, they did, they, you know, they could, it, theoretically, they really wanted, they could probably do an intergeekdom team division. I doubt that Christian would want to have to deal with more of like that before doing some of the other type of divisions that he wants to do. But so we get into round one and right off the bat, we get uh, an almost controversial uh, question or not answer. I should say um, with the Shmi. Uh, so, you know, the, the, they wanted to know the first name of Anakin's mother and her name is Shmi and it's spelled S H M I. And Janine spelled it wrong. She spelled it like S-C-H-M-E-E, I think. Something like that. But phonetically, that's correct. You know, if you're saying it, Shmi. You know, so you take that word and you say that word, it's said correctly. Um, and she was given the points, uh, you know, of course. I I wonder what happens if she goes second. Because she, she answers this question before John. And so she says Shmi, so she obviously knows the answer. She just obviously doesn't know how to spell the answer. So my question is, does she get the point, or is there a case for a challenge if she were to go second and spell it wrong? Because I was always, I've been under the impression that if you go second, you have to spell it correctly. Because you could just copy what the other person, the way they pronounce it. You know, um, and so I, 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 I'm curious if, if that's, uh, what would have happened. I don't know. That's something that you'd have to ask the chairman about because I'm not a hundred percent sure if, uh, if that's how it would have gone down. But, um, Janine pulls out a solid, solid front getting nine points. She only missed one question throughout that whole round. Um, and John gets away with seven. Again, another seven points in, in round one. You know, all three of these matches that we've seen today have, you know, somebody's gotten seven points in there. So missing three questions, that's tough, man. Um, but John really kind of turns it around, uh, definitely in round two. Um, so Janine comes up because she's, you know, she's ahead. She defers. And uh, John spins Wizarding World. We saw that recently uh, with, uh, I believe it was Jen, Jen Kemp. Wizarding World. And... Holy fucking shit, man. He destroyed this category. 10 out of 10. No question about it. He knows the Wizarding World. It, like, I didn't know he was as good at that. Um, so, any of you guys out there who uh, were were thinking that this would be a pushover match and easy for, for Janine? Uh-uh, man. He just showed that he is dominating in this wizarding world that's one of the harder ones it really i feel like there's a lot of people out there who have a hard time with it it's kind of like like um middle earth as well you know because there's a lot of weird names a lot of a lot of kind of weird shit going on in it and if you you got to know all that stuff and he obviously did so then janine goes up and spins star trek they think about it a little bit and then she decides not to and you find out later on that she she thinks that she probably should have stayed she was just hoping for something that she was a bit better at, like like an MCU, but wound up landing on the DCEU, which apparently not so good at. Um, we uh, you know, we have found a weakness in the machine uh, that hopefully she will target and and and, and study and, and get better at, so that this sort of thing never happens again. Um, because she got four out of ten points. This is probably the worst second round that we've seen all tournament, I think. Um, I don't believe anybody's gotten that that low in, in, in round two, unfortunately. I mean, she did great in round one, but when you miss six points uh, in round two, especially after your opponent gets a perfect round two, that hurts, you know, it really hurts. You know, she had two misses and John got a one-point steal off of it. Went to multiple choice four separate times. I mean, it was tough. It was it was hard to watch, I'll be totally honest with you. It was like, because I know Janine, is, is, she's a fantastic competitor. And I'm sure she was kicking herself during this run. You could see it was hurting every time that she had to go to multiple choice. 
she was not happy about that. And rightly so. Um, so round two ends 18 to 13 in favor of John Humphrey. Five points. That is nearly impossible to come back from. It, it happens, but ask Frank Janish. I'm sure he's got the stats on how often somebody actually comes back and wins with a five point deficit. I'm sure it's not often. So we get into round three, and Janine hits her first two, forcing John to have to answer a question and preventing that, that TKO, which at least, you know, we didn't actually see any TKOs or KOs during this, this week. So, you know, with Janine at least getting those, it prevents the quirky Mercs from getting an extra point in this, in the, in the faction standing. So there's, there's at least that. That's something to uh, be happy about at least. Um, unfortunately, she was not able to get her five-point question out, which was a tough one. Um, they, they asked whose name, I can't remember what the actual name was, um, but you had to, to name the character who had this specific name. And it wound up being Slipknot from, uh, Suicide Squad. And I'm like, I was, I almost said Slipknot in my head, but I'm like, I don't know, it just doesn't sound right. Because I honestly don't know if, I was just guessing. I don't know if I even remember them saying his name. They, I'm sure they did. It was probably on his dossier that's in the movie. But I do I do not remember that. I almost went with it. But I second guessed myself because, again, it was literally just a guess. And I didn't think that it was right. And so I don't blame her for getting that one wrong. I felt like it was a tough one. But maybe if there was a bit more DCEU studying going on. Because there's not a ton of movies in there. There's what? One, two, three, four, five, six, what? Seven, seven movies, I think, right now in the DCEU. Um, you know, it, it, obviously she knows that's a weakness because she, the, right there, she had DCEU in round two and the five pointer that she misses was a DCEU. So obviously it's a weakness and she needs to tackle that before uh, her next match. Because if, if, you know, obviously competitors are watching this, you know they are, and they'll see that, and they will, they will latch onto that. You know, they, you, you get it, you roll opponent's choice, they're giving you DCEU right then and there. So if you, if you practice, you study that, bam, you show them that, fuck you guys. You know, I may have, I may have botched DCEU once, but never again. You fucking show them that you got it. Because Janine, I know you got it. You 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 have a bright future here. I know you do, and uh, I look forward to seeing what more you do in the Inner Geekdom League. Uh, so you know, John Hum- with this, John Humphrey takes a a win, twenty to eighteen, and gives three points to the Quirky Mercs. Uh, quirky Mercs, I love Koi, and and I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, every time I see a, a, a Quirky Mercs match. I, I, I just, I'm excited because I love just seeing Koi get on there and, and, and do his thing. Um, but yeah, so that is everything that happened this past week. Uh, some great, great stuff. Uh, I'm going to put up the standings right here. So we've got the current faction standings. Uh, we've got the Finstock Estate Exchange still in the lead with 22 points. Um, then we've got Swag, who overtook the Den this week uh, with 16 points, and the Den right behind with 15. Uh, and then we've got the Burning Droogs and the Quirky Mercs and the Rockstars all tied for, uh, technically, they're all tied for third, if you think about it. Um, it's a little bit different here because it kind of goes by uh, the wins, the win rate. You know, so like the Burning Droogs have four wins, so I'm assuming that's why they're in fourth place. Uh, the Quirky Mercs and the Rockstars both have three, but the Rockstars have played more games and only gotten three. So I, I think that's that's how I'm assuming that's how they're breaking down these um, these standings. Uh, and then we've got the usual suspects in seventh place with seven points, Corruption with five, and the Dungeon way down at the bottom. With nine points, only giving that one win. Hopefully for them, they'll be able to pick up a few more wins coming up. Uh, I mean, uh, hopefully, hopefully Robert Parker for them. Hopefully Robert Parker takes the uh, the next one. But yeah, so some important important stuff going on. If Ken had won, 
then the burning droogs wouldn't be tied. It would be, they'd be up, uh, and, and, you know, we'd see a lot, a different standing going on here. Um, so right now I'm going to pull up the uh, brackets so we can kind of take a look at that. So we've got the current Star Wars bracket right now. We've got uh, upcoming matches. We've got Molly Damon versus Andrew DiMolanta and Laura Kelly versus Ace Cabrera. Those are going to be two uh, really, really solid matches. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I hope that Molly can strengthen up her her weaknesses going into uh, this match with DiMolanta because he was a fucking beast here. Getting that perfect round, it was it was wild. Um, so I am I I I'm, I really would like to see it be Molly versus Kelly or, or uh, Molly versus Laura, but you know if it is Andrew, so be it. Um, as far as Ace goes, I think he's I think he's got a promising future in the Star Wars League. I just I just don't think he's quite there yet. Um, but hey, he may surprise me. Um, I didn't think he'd beat Ken, but he did, you know, and, and fucking congratulations to Ace Cabrera, man. You know, it's it, it was a fantastic job, and I am excited to see how well he does. I hope he takes more to, to the to the to the limit. I really do. Um but I in the end I wanna I really want to see Laura get another chance at that title. She came so so close and uh yeah I, I, I really hope so. Um so next up we've got the inner geekdom tournament Matt or uh, tournament uh bracket. So we've got right now we have uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, four more matches in round one. We've got Chance Ellison versus Paul Oyama, Robert Parker versus Ben Goddard, Emily Rose Jacobson versus Eric Zipper, and Mike Kalinowski versus Greg Elba. Now, for these, um, I, I think Chance is a great competitor, but I do think that uh i i just have this this strong feeling that paul is going to take this win if chance takes it great for him you know but i have this strong feeling it's going to be paul um between robert parker and ben goddard oh man like i want ben goddard to win i think robert parker might win but I'm not counting out my boy Ben Goddard because he has shown that he is not just some fly-by-night, uh, just fucking casual player in the in any of these leagues. You know, he's won in every single league other than the Star Wars League, of course. Um, but he's a three-leaguer, and I think that I think he's got a solid shot here, and uh, I would love to see him move on to round three. I really would. Or I'll move on to round two, I mean. Um, and, and then, honestly, then move on to round three as well. Um, Mike Kalinowski versus Greg Elba. Greg did a fantastic job, but it's Mike Kalinowski. I can't I, – I, I think, honestly, I think Mike's going all the way. Um, and then we've got Emily Rose Jacobson and Eric Zipper. This is tough. I think I picked Emily Rose Jacobson last week. Um, I think I'm going to stick with it. You know, I like Eric Zipper. Um, I think he is has gotten a lot better, but I, I I got faith in Emily Rose. Um, I know that she you know she lost back in March against Alex Damon, but this isn't Alex Damon. This is a new match, a new day, new competitor. I I think I'm still gonna I'm still gonna bank on it, um, and and that's that's really where that's gonna be. I think in the end, man, I I'm thinking. I know before I said Robert Parker versus Mike Kalinowski is what it's probably going to be. Um, I still think it probably will. If Ben Goddard can pull out a win over Parker, fantastic. Then I think if that's the case, I think Ben might have a chance of making it to the finals against Mike. Um, and I think that would be a fucking awesome, awesome thing to see. Um as far as Hannah versus Alex Damon goes, 
you know, you can keep talking all that bullshit you want, Brandon Hanna, but uh, when it comes down to Alex Damon, I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna really have to work for it. Um, I really believe you're gonna have to work for it because he's not gonna he's not gonna roll over. And Saul didn't roll over by any stretch of the fucking term. But uh, yeah, you're going up against a demon now. So you better take all those fucking ego trips that you got rolling around and stow them in the co- in, in the overhead compartment because uh, this flight is gonna get a little bumpy. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that is the inner geekdom bracket. I am uh, I'm excited to see. There's a lot more inner geekdom stuff going on. Um, I mean, there's only what three more Star Wars matches, so we only got uh, three more weeks of that. Which is, I, I'm sad about that. So I'm curious when um, this singles tournament is going to start and what they're going to do, uh, like if they're going to do some other Schmodown type stuff on Twitch. Um, if they're going to just go down to two Inner Geekdom matches for a little while, if they're going to do some just normal non-tournament singles play for a little while, if they have a plan for teams play, I don't know. But uh, I'm excited, so... Uh, coming up next week, we have got, let's see, Emily Rose Jacobson versus Eric Zipper, uh, which will drop on Patreon on Monday for the $10 and up patrons, and on Tuesday for all patrons, uh, and then on YouTube on Thursday, it will drop the, uh, Jacobson versus Zipper match. Then on, uh, Wednesday live on Twitch, we've got the Star Wars match, uh, it'll be Molly Damon versus Andrew Demo. Atlanta, and on Friday on YouTube, Chance Ellison versus Paul Oyama. So uh, be sure to check out all those matches. I am excited to uh, see them myself. Um, thank you, thank you again for everybody who joined me today. Uh, it's been fantastic getting back in the groove of this and doing these live streams. It's something new for me. So thank you if you if you stopped by and watched, even if it was just for a few minutes. I really, really appreciate it. Um, be sure to uh, follow me on Twitter. As you can see, right down at the bottom there, where is it? Whoop, whoop, it's going by. Follow me on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook and uh, on YouTube. You can subscribe there at Merk with a Movie Blog. Um, and be sure to check out my website, MerkWithMovieBlog.com. Hopefully I'll be getting some new content up there soon. I've been really getting into these uh, Hulu Into the Dark movies, these horror movies that they've got. Uh, I'm almost done. I think I've got like three left or something. But I've been really getting into those. So um, hopefully I'll, I'll write up some reviews, maybe do some some uh, video reviews. It's been something that I've been uh, considering doing. I really probably should not stop considering it and just do it, right? I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. So be sure to check that out. Also, be sure to check out the uh, podcast network. That's uh, anchor.fm slash movie blog Merck. Uh, anchor.fm slash movie blog Merck. Have all kinds of great shows there. Uh, I've got SEN Afterlife. We've got Beyond the Screen, which is kind of like uh, SEN Live. It's essentially just like it's a group of people just kind of talking about whatever they want. Um, we do a Bachelor Nation podcast called Go Get That Rose. We have a Harry Potter podcast called Through the Port Key. Um, we're going to be doing more Mandalorian reviews when the season two comes out. We've got season one uh, up there right now. Um, and, and oh, and uh, I cross promote uh, my other podcast, which is Off the Ropes. It's a wrestling podcast that I do with my brother over on uh, Anchor.fm slash Off the Ropes JJ. You can follow that Twitter. At Off the Ropes JJ, uh, but I cross promote it on this uh, anchor feed as well. And a new show coming to Merc with a movie blog called It Takes Two, uh, inspired by uh, William Bibiani and Whitney Seibold's um, podcast called Canceled Too Soon, uh, where they do uh, shows that lasted one season or less. We are doing me and uh, Mike Janik. Uh, who is uh, one of the hosts of Beyond the Screen, are going to be doing, uh, like I said, it's called It Takes Two, and it is uh, all shows that have lasted only two seasons. No more, no less. Two-season shows. uh, We are going to be talking about all that good stuff. We um, have a couple in the can right now. We did um, Agent Carter for our first episode, which was a great rewatch of that. Um, And then Dead Like Me, which I love that show. Um, 
the movie not so much, but I, I love the show. So be sure to look uh, out for It Takes Two uh, and all the other great podcasts on the uh, Anchor feed. Um, as, oh, uh, I forgot to mention we do a video game one called Game Over Screen, which um, Sean and his buddies have been doing some live streaming actually on the YouTube channel for. So check that out as well. All right. Thank you, everybody, for my long-winded outro <laughs> for listening to all of that. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, and we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you next time.